the final Thursday in November. Happy Thanksgiving. My Canadian friends already have this, but who says you can't do both? If there's one thing this world needs, it's giving more thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good forever. The Hebrew word is todah. It means to give a thank offering. Now, we don't make sacrifices anymore like they did then, but we can still offer thanks. And that's what we're doing when we gather around a table. We're celebrating the joy and the gift of belonging. Ta-da! Give thanks to the Lord around the table. Reminds me of something else. You prepare a table for me. Psalm 23. On Thanksgiving, we give thanks. Ta-da! Not that we're dwelling in the midst of enemies, but in gratitude that the Lord of life can turn his enemies into his family. Our table is his table, welcoming to all who will come, satisfying to all who partake. Ta-da! Give thanks to the Lord. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on this American Thanksgiving, we're continuing in a series called The Faith of John Bunyan. If you've been listening to our program last week and then this week, you know we've been looking at the unique life of Bunyan, who was a well-known pastor in England in the 1600s, and his influence is still felt today, some 350 years later, because of his fervency for his Savior. Bunyan also wrote Pilgrim's Progress, which is the most read Christian book behind the Bible. That's pretty impressive. Yesterday, we read some of Bunyan's autobiography called Grace Abounding. Before he met Christ, he was struggling to earn God's favor. He really thought he could be good enough, but he continually fell short of God's glory. What changed? Grace broke into his life in a most interesting way. In a moment, we're going to hear about that moment when Bunyan was eavesdropping on a conversation that God used to change his life forever. Later, we'll hear from Dr. Peter Morden. He's the acting principal at Spurgeon's College, and he'll explain why Bunyan was known as the Tinker of Bedford. Well, I have to say it was wonderful to hear from so many people who've ordered the box set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Parts 1 and 2. Richard in Pennsylvania made a very generous gift to the ministry, and he asked us to send the box set to a family for Christmas. And then Sherry in Washington State, ordered Little Pilgrim's Big Journey Part 2 by itself and had that sent to her great-granddaughter with a note, Merry Christmas, love, great-grandma Sherry. Now that's pretty sweet. These adaptations of John Bunyan's epic stories are filled with colorful illustrations and easy-to-read text that'll help the story come alive in your mind and the minds of the children in your life. Most important, These stories teach us to trust in Jesus on our journey to be with Him. I want to send you this boxed set for your minimum gift to this listener-supported ministry. This is the sort of Christmas gift that'll have an impact on the life of a child for years to come. But I also think you will enjoy it as well. So after this program, call us, won't you? We're answering the phone even on this holiday at 865-HAVEN. 800 65 Haven, or go online and watch the video that we made at England and Bunyan's hometown and 
Make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And don't forget, order now and shipping is free and we'll include a free code to download the audiobook for both Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Parts 1 and 2. And now let's open the program with Fellowship Creative and Grace on Top of Grace. Lord, you've loved me, I don't deserve grace on top of grace.
You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. I don't know about you, but I've been encouraged by looking for two weeks at God's Word with John Bunyan. Last week, through the story that he wrote, Pilgrim's Progress, that in the English-speaking world is second in sales only to the Bible. But then this week, we've been looking at Bunyan's own account of his personal conversion, which he called Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners. What I want us to do now is look at something that happened to Bunyan that not only teaches us about our need for grace, but should encourage us to be a part of sharing the news of that grace with others. You see, this good news, we call it the gospel, is not something we need just to become a Christian. It's something we need until we reach what Bunyan called the celestial city. A friend of mine, Milton Vincent, wrote a little book called A Gospel Primer for Christians. He put it like this, God didn't give us his gospel just so we could embrace it and be converted. Actually, he offers it to us every day as a gift that keeps on giving to us everything we need for life and godliness. The wise believer learns this truth thoroughly and becomes proficient in extracting available benefits from the gospel each day. We extract these benefits by being absorbed in the gospel, speaking it to ourselves when necessary, and by daring to reckon it true in all we do. So what is my friend Milton Vincent saying? He's saying we need to hear it every day and dare to believe it every day. And today, in these next minutes, I want to see how Bunyan overheard that good news being discussed among friends and the impact it made on him. Bunyan gives us the scene. He's in Bedford. He says God put him there in his providence to work on his calling. Bunyan was a tinker by trade. I asked Dr. Peter Morton from Spurgeon College to explain what that means. Tinker was his father's trade, and that's the trade that Bunyan was originally apprenticed into. So a simple maker and mender of pots and pans, basically. And it was a poor occupation. They lived in a ramshackle, tumble-down house, which has long since crumbled into dust. And it's really that poor upbringing that partly shapes Bunyan and gives him a great sympathy with the ordinary man and the ordinary woman. I think one of the things that we can learn alongside that is that God can take anyone and can use them. And maybe that we don't have many advantages in life to begin with. It may be that we've been through all sorts of struggles. God can take us right where we are and use us in his service. And that's one of the really exciting, very relevant things. I think the Pilgrim's Progress is relevant, but Bunyan's life actually speaks to us today in a, a whole range of ways. And a special thanks to Dr. Peter Norden from Spurgeon's College for joining us here on Haven Today on an American Thanksgiving and the fourth day in a series called The Faith of John Bunyan. Well, God did use this poor tinker to impact many people for the gospel. And not just when he was alive, but first, he had to be reached with the good news of Jesus Christ himself. 
Something happened in Bedford that deeply affected him. I've modernized his words just a little bit, but here's what he said. In one of the streets of Bedford, I came where there were three or four poor women sitting at a door in the sunshine, talking about the things of God. I wanted to hear them speak, so I drew near to hear what they said. At this point, I was a brisk talker myself in religious matters, meaning he wasn't a Christian yet. But looking back, I can say I heard, but I didn't understand. Well, what were those women talking about? Well, for one thing, Bunyan said it was far above and out of his reach. The gospel at that point was over his head because the gospel still had not gripped his heart. He said their talk was about a new birth, God's work in their hearts. Also, how they were convinced of their bleak condition by nature. They talked about how God had visited their souls with his love in the Lord Jesus and with what words and promises they had been refreshed, comforted, and supported against the temptations of the devil. Bunyan said they also talked about the sinfulness of their own hearts, their own unbelief, and they all agreed that their own righteousness was worth less, that it couldn't do them any good. Now, aren't those words from several hundred years ago in Bedford, England, between a few women visiting on one of their porches, remarkable? It's a picture of sharing the gospel with one another even after you've become a Christian. Paul the Apostle in Ephesians 4.29 said, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. This challenges me to be that kind of friend to others. Can you think of friends in your life, maybe people in your church or in your neighborhood, who you can be that open and honest with about your struggles and your doubts, your need for grace? Can I encourage you? Take the lead. You be that kind of friend. And I believe the Holy Spirit will work through you, and you too will be blessed. Think about this as well. Bunyan was still an unbeliever when he eavesdropped on this conversation. That should teach us another thing. We should think beyond our close circle of Christian friends and find ways to include people who need to hear the good news for the very first time. Here's how this conversation affected Bunyan. He says, I thought that when they spoke, it seemed like joy made them speak. They spoke so pleasantly filled with the language of Scripture and with such appearance of grace in all they said that it seemed to me they had found a new world. And then Bunyan quotes Numbers 23.9, From the rocky peaks I see them, from the heights I view them. I see a people who live apart and do not consider themselves one of the nations. Do people think about you and me when they hear us talk about the gospel? Do they look at me? Do they look at you and say to themselves or to others, what is this hope that you have? Well, Peter tells us in his first letter, chapter 3, verse 15, to always, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. 
That assumes people will hear our conversations like Bunyan did and see our lives. And when they do, they'll see there's something unique about us in a world that's broken. They'll see something whole in us. In a world that seems hopeless, they'll see that we have hope in something, or better, should I say, in someone. And we need to be ready to point to Jesus. Bunyan says, at this, and he means when he heard what these women were talking about, I felt my own heart begin to shake. He realized that he was without hope when he heard these women speaking about the gospel to each other. And he said, I saw that in all my thoughts about religion and salvation, the new birth never entered into my mind. And I don't know the comfort of the word and promise nor the deceitfulness and treachery of my own wicked heart. And this had a profound effect on him. He went back again and again to hear those women speaking about the gospel. Wouldn't that be a blessing? If we were so open and honest with one another about the good news of Jesus and willing to invite people into that conversation as often as they wanted to come, Bunyan said, I made it my business to be going again and again into the company of of those women, for I could not stay away, and the more I went among them, the more I questioned my condition, and I still remember two things grew in me that surprised me. A very great softness and tenderness of heart, which caused me to fall under the conviction of what they said from Scripture, and the other thing was my mind was greatly bent to meditate on these things, and on all other good things which at any time I heard or read of. Do you think these women, just sitting there, and Bunyan sat at a door in the sun, do you think those women had any idea that their conversation would have had such a profound impact on not just Bunyan, but on the whole English-speaking world through Bunyan's labor and ministry for the gospel, which we now have in Pilgrim's Progress? I don't think so. But that's exactly what happened. They played a part in his conversion to Christ as they spoke with one another about their need for Christ, about the way they had been tempted by the devil, and about the way God's grace made them realize that it wasn't about their own righteousness, but it was all about Jesus. That makes me want to have these conversations. It makes me think about people who might listen in to what we talk about on Haven today, and be affected for the very first time by the gospel. So I want to thank you today for these times that we have to spend together thinking about good news. And I pray that you can have these conversations where you are, maybe even at work, but certainly in a church. And you can invite people who don't know Jesus yet. This is your way to share him with people who don't know him yet. You just don't know how God will use you for the kingdom. Take away the melodies Take away the songs I sing Take away all the and all the songs you let me write Does the man I am today Say the words you 
This is Haven Today on an American Thanksgiving, the faith of John Bunyan. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, and can you believe it? It's an American Thanksgiving, and we're in a series this week called The Faith of John Bunyan, and that was Colton Dixon, an American Idol finalist who loves Jesus, and you can tell that with his song, Let Them See You. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the work of grace in the life of John Bunyan. I know I have. 
and I want to further encourage your walk with Christ as well as the children in your life by sending you the adaptation of Bunyan's classic novel called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Parts 1 and 2. I can't wait to share these beautifully illustrated storybooks with my grandkids for Christmas. It's an epic tale that will encourage your heart and the children in your life to further rely on God's divine help in every circumstance that we're facing in life. So, for your generous gift to this listener-supported ministry, I want to send you a copy of these cloth-covered, hard-backed storybooks with gold-foiled print that comes in a keepsake slipcover for your minimum gift. Plus, shipping is free if you contact us this holiday weekend, and we're including a free code to download the audiobooks for both Parts 1 and 2. Just call us right now, won't you, at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or when you go online and look at those illustrations, watch that video that I've already mentioned, following the steps of Bunyan, where he grew up, where he lived, where he preached. And you can make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you'd just like the second book of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey... We have that for your gift as well. Just mention it. I'm Charles Morris. Happy Thanksgiving. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. One thing I love about reading the Bible is how different every book can be. Every author had his own style, his own way that he told the greatest story ever told, the Gospel of Mark. It doesn't have a story of Christ's birth. It jumps straight into action immediately. No one uses that word more than Mark. Immediately. Jesus came on the scene. Immediately, he healed and taught. Immediately, people were cleansed. Immediately, 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 more than any other. Mark lets us know that the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises. Darkness reigned, but in a moment, immediately, it was slain. Christ our Savior is at hand, able to save even now at a moment's notice. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.